to Expounded Universe, Season 20, Episode 2, Roker Gepta, I Hardly Know Her Gepta. The book, Lando Calrissian in the Mind Harp of Sheru by L. Neil Smith. The year, 1983, Chapters 3 and 4, with your hosts, Jeff and John. Let's go! everybody welcome back to expounded universe where i'm jeff and that's john and i'm deaf in my left ear and it sucks oh no yeah it's a thing i have this weird problem with that ear where if i go in water it will deafen me huh yeah and then i got it's it's not like it's the water what it seems like the water shakes loose like a basketball sized mass of earwax that is deep below the surface. Hmm. And then it just blocks my ear canal and I can't hear for forever oh, until fun. I use hydrogen peroxide to sizzle it out of there. Hell yeah. You got to sizzle, man. Yeah. You got to get that sizzle going. Yeah. That thing you need a sizzle like a, reel. That thing where it sounds like I just poured pop rocks right into my ear. That's the only way to get it loose. Look, as a gross man who has shitty ears, I get it and I do that shit. Yeah. God. I, and, and it's unfortunate because. Sage is a whisper talker, and I had her all day today. So she's like, "Daddy, I want to. What, what, what is six plus twenty five? And I'd be like, "What?" And she's like, "How come you're deaf? <laughs> How come you don't hear yeah. me? What happened to your ear, Dad?" And I'm like, "Okay, well, I would prefer you to answer, ask me the original question loud, and not get indignant every time I point out I can't hear you and yell why I'm deaf at me." <laughs> but you know, but that's you, the experience. What you gonna do with a four year old? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, put him in bed with the captain's daughter. <laughs> well, I'm not going to put him in a scupper with a hose pipe in no, him. I'll shave her belly with a rusty razor. <laughs> I don't need to do that. She's quite young. Uh, how are you doing? Oh, I'm doing all right. Things are looking up. Oh, that's good for the Johnster. Things yeah. are finally looking up for the old Johnster. That's right. I got my car back mm-hmm. from the uh, repair place after like a month of not having it. Yeah. So that's good. It's a single hit and run where you were not in the car at all. Not even just, a run. Just, just, just a just hit a- and I'm sorry I fucked your car. Yeah. And then like you just couldn't have it back for so long. Yeah. Well, I mean, especially on new cars because they're like, yeah, okay, it's not just that we have to repair like the back bumper and the light. There are all of the side sensors and part of the camera and all this shit back there. Yeah. Yeah. And I, there's, you know, all sorts of like chip shortages. So any electronic thing is a pain in the ass. Yeah. You'd think they could just put a new chunk on and be like, by the way, your weird sensor things don't work now. Okay. Bye. No, I love it's a weird regular sensor old things. car. Fuck that. <laughs> I want to be able to hit a button and fall asleep. <laughs> you know, you can't. I know I can't. Uh, I can never fall asleep. That's true. That's the curse that the witch gave me. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's your fault for uh, for having a, a a witch class in in uh, college, and you know not, failing it. I guess yeah. You only showed the... up on like the last day, and the, and the witch teacher was like, "Well, I'll give you a D, but only if I can cast these curses three. <laughs> and I'm like, "I'll take the F. The D isn't doing me any good anyway. <laughs> this is Santa Cruz. I'm taking this pass fail. I don't care." <laughs> If it's pass you wish to do, then I'll inflict these curses, too. Yeah, sure. <laughs> ah, you can't sleep, and also, I don't know, you gotta do a podcast with this guy. Sometimes and then points at you, and I'm like, god damn it. I was in Santa Cruz at the time. <laughs> Sometimes your ear will, will stop working. Sometimes you gotta put, like, a little poppy liquid in your ear, and then you're like, ew. <laughs> so, uh... So the book, huh? How about that book? That that Lando Calrissian mind harp book, yeah, huh? Yeah, this is a good set of chapters, because now we know what a mind harp kind of is. Oh, yeah. And we meet some bad guys, all kinds of stuff going on. And God bless this for being, you know, a very short book back mm-hmm. in the day. And of course, you know, still a short book. It's not like it got bigger <laughs> it got, over got, time. Well, there's a special edition. <laughs> yeah. They added a bunch of Moz Eisley Cantina sequences. a big a, brontosaurus for no reason. Dance number. They, but, they they worked in original footage of Jabba into there. I mean, but they get going on stuff. Like, stuff is happening in both chapters, and we do continue having some good, you know, end of chapter and then beginning of chapter who gives a shit about what just happened. Yeah, this is a right where we left off kind of book. We aren't jumping around between characters because there aren't any to jump around between. We just got Lando, and God bless a book that has one character. Yeah. 
And eventually we'll have two, but Vuffy is more of like a hang around with Lando character than a go off and use the dark side to find his twins kind of guy. Yeah. So you, I mean, even the other characters are like, we are all here to do this story. Yeah. We've got this one. Everyone's on board. This is a, this is a straightforward one shot story. No one's like, ah, a weird planet with ancient ruins and someone has a mystical artifact. And also, I'm trying to find the perfect pudding. And you're like, <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Get back to the main story. Uh, and it's chocolate. Yeah. Nah. It's butterscotch. Ooh. Oh, no. No, sir. Mm, oh. Chocolate for sure. Butterscotch, my man. Mm, okay. Come on. Join me in the 50s. I <laughs> did have a Singapore sling last night. Yeah. Have some butterscotch pudding and a Singapore <laughs> sling. Join me. <laughs> Uh, let me go check my ga- my uh, closet full of sock garters and see if I'm in the mood for that. Hell yeah, the taxes are great and the minorities aren't. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Okay, now I don't want to do it. <laughs> the 50s, it sucked for so many people. Mm, yeah. So, uh, okay. The last chapter ended with uh, basically Lando had taken... <laughs> Police pos- brutality. <laughs> yeah, Lando had taken possession of his fine new droid, Vuffy Raw. Uh, who he told to just shut up because he doesn't want to make any friends right now. He's like, I'm going to sell you in the morning. Do not do not give yourself a name or anything. Which I do. I love the idea that Lando sees a goddamn tentacle starfish robot and is like, I am not interested in you at all. Like, Hard that's, pass. That's the, the level of not giving a fuck that I love. <laughs> or he's just like, you're the most interesting thing I've ever seen and I do not want anything to do with you. <laughs> Yeah, his plan at the start of this book to divest himself of everything that would make him interesting is great. Where he's oh, just like, man. I want to lose the Falcon. I want to lose this droid. I want to lose any money I might have. I just want to, I, I want for nothing. I would like to just be a gamble man and nothing else. <laughs> I want to wander around gambling with no possessions other than the money I use to start gambling. It's like the author was like, oh, I'll just take everything everyone loves about Lando and just threaten to get rid of it. Just <laughs> one by one. There's even a part in these chapters where he, he like has a uh, velvet cape on and he's like, or a velvet bathrobe. And he's like, this velvet stuff, it's getting too popular. I might have to throw my capes away. And I was like, don't you threaten his capes, L. Neil Smith. <laughs> I mean, the big thing for me in this is it very much feels especially in these two chapters that we read today, like you're playing an RPG and the GM has a uh, plot and the player is doing everything they can not to do it. Or they're like, there's an ancient city and they say there's an artifact there. Cool. I don't go there. I'd like to gamble. (sighs) You are dragged into the city and must do it. Oh, neat. I'd like to see if I can not, though. I'll try and talk my way out of that. That sounds like (laughs) I'd like to roll persuasion to see if I can not plot. Yeah, it'd be a terrible role playing game. But as far as a book goes, it's fantastic. Oh, it's hilarious. He's just going full Bartleby the Scrivener on this. And it's uh... So anyway, yeah, he got beat up at the end of the last chapter by cops. And he tried to be like, hey, I surrender. Whatever you want, I surrender. It turns out what they want is was to, to beat the shit out of him. Beat the shit out of him professionally from top to bottom for about half an hour. Yeah, they want to beat the crap out of him uh, everywhere but his face so mm-hmm. that when he puts clothes on, you can't see it. Mm-hmm. These are professional police brutality yes, men. they didn't leave anything permanent. Nothing actionable. No, break, no broken stuff, just lots of pain. Just lots of punches. And uh, so he's all puffy and beat up, not happy, and he's been thrown into an office building uh, after just being tuned up with no explanation of what's happening for quite a long time. Oh, yeah. No, when we find him at the beginning of the chapter, he is just sitting in a very Spartan office. There's not a whole lot in here, but it is garishly colored. Yes, the colors are wild. Instead of windows, it has, like, view screens. Yeah, it's just like, all right, the office itself is like, you know purple and yellow and just absolutely eye-fuckingly terrible colors. And then the view screens, instead of windows, are two planets that are also garish as hell, where you're like, ah, and yes, and here's a view of a, like, bright neon pink planet with a green sky, and you're like, wonderful. <laughs> Wouldn't work that way. The sky would ha- would cast colors down on the ground. Never. <laughs> But yeah, like a bright red blood forest bordering on a big purple ocean. I was like, ooh, planet bisexual. <laughs> I can, I can. The perfect place for Lando Calrissian to go. <laughs> but he thinks it's all just very tacky. And I'm like, imagine the, the stones to be like that entire planet's 
ecosystem is tacky. Hell yeah. <laughs> That's the kind of thing you get from Lando Calrissian where he's like, that planet, ooh, how gauche. <laughs> That's like seeing a peacock and being like, ugh, you're overdoing it. <laughs> hey, scale it back a little, okay? We all get it. 1963 called and they want their hat fascinators back. <laughs> I'm an actual bird. I'm a real bird. <laughs> yes, well, I'm a real fashionista, so <laughs> let's get it together. Uh, okay, so uh, so yeah, he's been thrown into the office of the regional governor of the Rafa, which is, I guess, what we're going to call this whole area. Like, the, the, the solar system that we're in is the Rafa. Yeah, and the, I mean, like I said, it's very Spartan. There's pretty much just like a desk there mm -hmm. and, we'll and a chair out. that he is next to yes and another one behind the, the desk presumably but we're gonna find out an important thing about the desk um so so uh stay tuned on that <laughs> stay but, tuned but, for more desk trivia yes, coming up later coming soon the desk is made of that bleeding but first, wood from that other book. <laughs> <laughs> after this word from our sponsor <laughs> you meineke can... <laughs> car parts and now, Gautier for Jersey Mike's. You can get addicted to a certain kind of sandwich. <laughs> Hi, I'm Gautier. I never did anything but that one song. And here's Jersey Mike's. They make a real wet sandwich. <laughs> and I'm that New Zealand lady that's the lady in that song. Don't go to Jersey Mike's. Okay, back to you, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> i've lost it i really do wish jersey mike's slogan was just like jersey mike's we make a wet sandwich it would make me real happy i mean i'm a dry sandwich aficionado we, we know this about me that i don't like mayonnaise and, and most sauces so for me their sandwich is just like everybody else's except the meat's slightly higher quality so i'm okay with jersey mike's but yeah given that they're like we want to put mayonnaise and some kind of pepper oil and other oil oh and yeah vinegar. it's like look we got Oil and vinegar and mayo mm -hmm. and mustard. We're, we're putting every... This sandwich is going to be slick. Yeah. You do not need to, to chew. Put it in your mouth and swallow. Yeah. Viscosity maximized. Yeah, they do everything they can to avoid accidentally flaring the base of their sandwiches. <laughs> this is going to go all the way You're in. You're going to have to explain this one to the ER nurse. <laughs> I fell on this sandwich mouth first in the shower. Oh, well, I mean, I suppose that's fine. You probably should have chewed. <laughs> but I guess it's it's just sort of goop in there now. <laughs> the more honest one, like, oh, the sandwich went in my mouth, you know, because I was doing sandwich mouth play. <laughs> I, <laughs> Put that I, on your Fat Life profile today. <laughs> now, next time I go to fucking Jersey Mike's, I'm going to be like, can I get the sandwich extra wet? I want to do some uh, sandwich mouth play <laughs> and just just see. Also, not sponsored. <laughs> Anyway, he's sitting there in the chair wondering what's going to happen. But also, there's this governor of the Rafa there, a fellow by the name of Dutzmer. I don't know how to pronounce the beginning of that. Well, yeah, it's D-U-T-T-E-S. So. I was like, is that Dutzmer mm -hmm. or Duddies? Duddies? <laughs> Dutz? Dutte? I think it's just, it might be Dutz. <laughs> Dutzmer? Hey, <laughs> this motherfucker's Dutzmer now. All right, Dutz it is. <laughs> It's the it's from the French dudes <laughs> from the, from the French dudes, which means to play a little horn. <laughs> Do not do <dude> it, <laughs> fool. <laughs> Dutzmer dudes as he pleases. Toot. <laughs> so yeah, Dutzmer is uh, this this dude. He's described as being a buff guy, but also real ugly and shitty. I mean, as far as I got, I was like, oh, it's just. The kingpin. This yeah. this motherfucker is the kingpin. But he's like gnarlier. Like he, they, they keep describing him as having like wrinkled, nasty skin. He looks. They, they say he looks like a tree covered in white hair. Yeah, he's just a leathery tree stump with feathered hair. Uh huh. And you're like, all right, sure, my dude. You know, I gotta be honest. When I first read that, I pictured an alien species with feathers for hair. I was like, oh, he's the same thing as Quizux. He's a uh, he's a uh, he's got feathers for hair, and he's just an ugly version of that. But obviously not, because he no. predates Quizux by decades. Uh, he's just got feathered hair, he's got feathered as hair. was the style in, at the in time. In the eighties, yeah. So he's just like this plug ugly tree stump with like a, a Charlie's Angels haircut. Yeah. And now, now I'm in love with him. And he's great. <laughs> this dude is basically like a high eighties fashion. The thing just keeps flipping that thing back. So you're in a lot of trouble there, Mister. <laughs> I'm worth it. <laughs> and uh, Dutes is uh, basically gonna run lando through a basic shakedown 
I don't know why I thought you were going to say, and he's going to run a train on Lando. <laughs> All by himself. He's the one-man ruckus. <laughs> this motherfucker, Thomas the Tank Engine Dutzmer, going to run that train. <laughs> Baby, I can run trains by myself. Put that on your fat life Look, profile. <laughs> right next to you. <laughs> you can call me Sir Topham Hat, because I run trains. All the shit's going on my fat life profile. <laughs> Sandwich to mouth play. <laughs> <laughs> we fucked up. <laughs> we should have named this the Fet Life episode. <laughs> well, so so uh, Dutes is all set to basically give this guy the business. He's like, oh, well, it looks to me, Mister Lando Cal, or I, he gets his name wrong, Mister Lando Calrissian, Lando Calrissian, Calrissian. So Lando corrects him like a flat in the first A, and also it's the accent on the second syllable of the name. Thank it's you. It's no Mister accent on the do. And also, again, this is very much like a role playing game where the player is not playing along because he's like, "You're supposed to be intimidated right now. Act intimidated." No. And the great thing about it is, even in the book, there's a point where he's like, "I am intimidated. I do not show it or yeah. actually interact with that at all." So it's like someone just goes, "All right, this guy rolled real well on intimidation. You're intimidating." He goes. Yeah, but I don't show it. And you're like, <laughs> fuck you, man. Play, play my game. <laughs> play, play the game by the rules. I shall not. Uh, I think you will find fuck you. Yeah, so Dutes is basically like, okay, we caught you doing all kinds of shit. What do you have to say for yourself? And Lando's like, well, first of all, I'd like to hear what kind of shit you, you have on me. because this, I didn't do a goddamn thing. News to me. And he's like, well, I've got this list of charges. Assaulting an officer, possession of an illegal weapon, uh, conspiring to trans uh, to transport an illegal droid, not paying uh, bro, oh, importing importing illegal animals, minox. importing minox. Uh, so obviously it's a shakedown. All these charges are bogus. Yeah, uh, but halfway. Oh, and you did, you didn't even pay for your hotel when you left. Yes, exactly. Uh, oh, damaging the hotel room because they rammed his head into a door jam on the way out. Yeah. So uh, so yeah, they it's an obvious shakedown. But Lando, luckily, that's good for Lando. He know, now he's like, oh, I know what's happening. Oh yeah, because. Before, when this guy is just sort of has beaten him up and brought him in and he's like, hey, you, you're in trouble. And he's like, oh, fuck, what is this guy going to get me for? And as soon as he realizes, oh, it's just bullshit, trumped up charges because he wanted to get him here. He's like, oh, you want something. This isn't mm -hmm. I'm actually in trouble. This is a shakedown. OK, now I'm fine yeah. with it he just moves he switches right into comfortable when he realizes it's a transaction he's like that's happening. oh okay <laughs> this is an actual back and forth thing yeah i don't have to worry about like you're I actually gonna try and make me go to jail yeah like you you know obviously lando is not the most reputable of characters so maybe he's jumped a, a, a bail at some point or skipped a debt i mean and that or he's like what is fucking like gambling here super illegal or something yeah that that fucking professor that i was mean to in the prologue does he decide to press charges or some shit what's happening well nothing none of that so basically he's like well okay because now he switches into smart mode he's like well i guess if you consider hitting an officer in the in the fist with my stomach assault and also i wasn't carrying a concealed weapon it was on the nightstand <laughs> Uh, but of course, all the rest of it, you got me there. Red-handed, obviously. <laughs> so, what's the deal we're doing here? What yeah. dumb shit do you need from me? Because he's like, there's no way that what you do is pull every single person who flies a spaceship in town in here to make up a bunch of bullshit and try... That that wouldn't work. The word would get around. So yeah, obviously, you wouldn't have an actual town at that yeah, point. So, obviously, you need something special from me. Let's just get to that, please, and thank you. <laughs> I, I love that Dutes is just like, aw, you're ruining it for me. <laughs> <laughs> Don't anticipate me he says it takes all the fun out yeah i just love the idea of someone being like oh but i had this whole speech planned yes <laughs> and he does still have a whole speech plan he launches into a whole big rigmarole about life here in the rafa and what's going on and the toka people who are the pe the uh, the weird born elderly people that seem to be the the local inhabitants yeah you know humans are a. Uh prolific and protean people oh yeah that's right he does an alliteration thing yeah and i and immediately called out lando's yeah. just like oh yeah and we're also the most very alliterative, alliterative apparently 
Yeah, he's like, we're a perspicacious and uh, prolific people with lots of potential, wouldn't you agree? And he's like, why are you doing alliteration? That's not your thing, and you haven't done it previously. What is even going on here? And he's like, god damn it, let me do my thing. I had it written down. Lots of P words. Very intimidating. P words. Penis. (laughs) Now, I'm going to do that thing where I offer you a handshake, but like jerk you towards me. I'm going to jerk you after a handshake. You know how I do. But yeah, he basically is like, so... You may not know this, but the Toka are not native to the system. They arrived here just like we did, but they arrived when the Sharu, the original species that built all these giant IMAX out in the backyard, uh, when they were still, like, active. Oh, yeah. He's just like, yeah, you know, because this is set in a time before we established when exactly the empire started. Mm-hmm. It also talks about like, oh yeah, you the know, waning days of the Republic yeah, yeah, before the Republic. And you're like, oh, okay. I know that you can go back and retcon this to be like, oh, we mean old Republic. Yeah. <laughs> now that we know that the clone wars were like 20 years before, uh, before battle of Yavin, which means that this doesn't exist. This doesn't make sense in the timeline. The waning days of the Republic would not make sense when the Republic was around like five years ago. Yeah. At the earliest. Well, especially because this is young Lando. You're like, dude, you should be probably at the beginning of the Empire right now. Yes. So that, but it's fine. I mean, the book's really old and the prequels were exactly. far, far away. So what are you going to do? Uh, but but yeah. 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 He's, he's just like, oh yeah, way, way back. In the 1980s, secret government employees. Yeah, they made the, they cloned famous guys and ladies. I know, uh, yeah, I know. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, no, we're but, all we're all up to speed. Every, every single person in the world is a huge fan of Clone Eye and should be. Yeah, but yeah, he he's like way back in the day, humans went out, fucked around in the galaxy, found the Sharu, and the Sharu were like, "Hey, nice, welcome to it. We're weird super monsters." Yes, they described them as superhumanoid. Uh, they spell it wrong, so for a second I thought it was something else. It's just a typo They describe the them as the ultra-humanoid. They describe them as super-humanoid. Um, which There's a lot of uh, little, spelling and little, grammar in this book, by the way, that typos. happens. I mean, this book is like 30 years old. You'd think they'd correct... Uh, 40. 40 years old. You'd think they'd correct some of those Someone could have gone back and been like, ah, oh, this... This should cut out one of these thes because you put the twice in a row. Yeah. The the broken people. <laughs> Super-humanoid. Uh, but yeah, the, the Sharu, oh, that also is a spoiler. Part of the big reveal at the end of chapter three is the discovering that the Toka are as human as you and me. Why, that's right. They may look like old people. Like, basically, they're a species people. of Doug. I, I love that they're just old people, and it's still, it, Lando's like, they couldn't possibly be humans. Look how old they look. They look like a couple of Ted Danson's. <laughs> nah. But they all, they start out looking old. They're like Charlie Brown. Yeah, they're born old. They got that progeria. <laughs> they're born 40 years old and yeah. they just get older. They get the Benjamin Button disease, but they never come, they never, uh, they don't do the reversing part. <laughs> so not the Benjamin Button disease. The first then. part of Benjamin, just the Ben part. They got the Ben disease. Yeah, the Ben part. The, the, they got that Ben Dover disease. It was the Jimin Button that was the disease where you get younger. He had just, oh he yeah, just, Jim and Button. He just had two diseases. That's the, that, that's all. Uh, but yeah, it, there's a big thing where he's like, the Toka are like these menial subhumans that do whatever you need them to, and they're the one species that can work in the life orchard fields. By the way, big reveal, the entire desk is a big hollow shell crammed full of life crystals. Oh, it's just made out of it. Yeah. It is made out of life crystals, because the whole thing is just transparent. Yeah. And the re- so that's the, the reason the, de- the uh, office is otherwise all Spartan with just like a TV screen showing ugly planets. Because he doesn't fucking need anything else. He's got this desk is worth like a jillion, hajillion credits. Yeah. Uh, it's it's the most valuable thing around. So why bother accenting anything else? So you can be like, I own this. This is this is the big deal thing. <laughs> I could have busted this down and given like a thousand people a life extension. And instead I turned it into a desk. Yes. Uh, so he goes into this whole thing about how like uh, the Toka are the only people that can work the life orchards without becoming subhuman themselves, and that's because the life orchards have a draining effect where they pull your life away from you and then store it in the crystals. Yeah, apparently uh, when they get things like, oh, you know, we have criminals that we have work here, they mostly work in a supervisory role for them Mm -hmm. because, 
you just die way too quickly if you go out in the fields. It's not even worth it to do no. that to criminals. And they're like, occasionally someone will go, will have to be put out there for menial labor, but it takes like a couple of days and then they are just absolutely broken. Yes. He does mention that the, uh, the only thing the Toka do besides just whatever menial work you tell them to is occasionally they'll gather into little groups and chant. He says that this is because they used to know the Sharu and probably worship them as gods, and they are what's left behind because, as he makes a big deal of pointing out, the Sharu just got scared of something. And well, that's the next chapter. Oh, was that the next chapter? Yeah. I'm sorry. Because first yeah. we have to have the entrance of the wizard. <laughs> okay, we end this chapter with a... Cl- uh, the two of them have become friends at this point. Basically what happens is... Um, they're not really friends, but ba- he by disarming Dude Smur's whole like shakedown routine, he's like, look... I know you want something. I know you don't just shake down every captain that comes in. What do you want? And he's like, well, I might have some certain opportunities to, to discuss with you. Here, have a drink. Have a nice bathrobe to sit in. I mean, it's it's just like, hey, man, let me tell you about all these Toka. And then while they are yeah. talking about what's going on with these once human people... An explosion and a <laughs> pillar of smoke happens and next to him. Because, again, this is a book that does scene transitions shock every time. It's like when we read that kid one. Yeah. It, it, it's funnier here because they're not completely set aside. This one, like, an interesting thing does happen. It's not just like, and then she saw a scary thing. It was just her brother. Never mind. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, here it's, you know. A, a, a Florida scene explosion and sparks and a tornado of smoke happens, but at least there's a crazy wizard in it. Yeah. Beginning of chapter four, a goddamned wizard comes out of a pillar of smoke and is like, ha ha, tis I, the mage of Mundo. And you're like, hold wait a minute. What? Time out. Time out. <laughs> we were having a sci-fi Star Wars thing, and you fucking brought a wizard in here? So this is the introduction. I love that we get to him right away, because ultimately he's kind of like the core villain of these books. Roker Gepta. Roker the Sorcerer Gepta, man. of Tund. This goddamn wizard shows up and is in, like, full fucking wizard robes, mm-hmm. has a turban and then a opaque like facial covering for everything but his eyes yeah and he just shows up and is like tee-hee ta-ha i'm the wizard (laughs) and somehow this is the most intimidating thing that has ever happened well okay so first of all when he arrives he doesn't just be go go like i am a wizard instead he's like dudes you're taking way too long explaining the plan enough of this (laughs) yeah he's like all grumpy about it and Lando looks him up and down. I mean, yeah, it's legitimately shocking. But even he's like, well, I've heard of Sorcerers of Tund. I don't believe in magic. So I think he just threw a smoke bomb in here oh, and yeah. then walked into the cloud. But I do have to admit, this guy's got some fucked up eyes. Oh, yeah. He's like, no, as a gambler, I'm one of those people that, you know, I look at people's eyes and I read them. And this dude is straight kooky dukes. Yes. This motherfucker has a deep hunger for something yeah. and has gone mad. He doesn't really have like eyes so much as he has two lit pools of spiraling energy that are where eyes should be. I kind of picture one of those like arcanes or whatever from remember the See, the, I take that as metaphor for Oh, not me. He just looks crazy. No, I think he's got crazy spirally smoke eyes, but you can do it whichever way you want. That said, I do know things about him because I love this I know series things of books. about this wizard. But anyway, yeah, uh, uh, he's w- in a basement and he wants to tell me where to go. <laughs> It's a deep cut for our own show. Deep <laughs> system mastery cut. So anyway, um, yeah, Roker is, he's just grumpy that he's had to stand around, probably in the next room over, waiting for uh, Dutz or Dutz to get on with it and explain the plan. He's like, you take too long, Dutz. No Come one on. cares about this shit. <laughs> Fucking Dutz, goddammit. <laughs> and I love, 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 love that Lando's like, yeah, Dutes, get with it. And immediately is like allied with this evil wizard. And Dutes kind of like picks up that now he's the shitty guy in the room. Oh, yeah. Well, Dutes <laughs> is, for some reason, absolutely terrified of this wizard. It's a fucking wizard. Wait, of course he's terrified of him. This guy got mind freaked. Are you kidding me? This is Star Wars. And this is a wizard. <laughs> that scared the shit out of me too yeah so you know as soon as he shows up he's like 
all right, dudes, get the fucking show on the road. He's like, yes, my lord, Lolando Calrissian, would you like to maybe go on a quest? Yeah, the other thing that's fun and notable here is that there is a Toka servant, and sure enough, he looks exactly like every other Toka servant we've seen so far. Pretty much looks the same guy. Uh, but he's been bringing in, like, cigars and drinks and stuff because we're in the butter-up phase on Lando now. Yeah. Um, but once he gets Lando's cigar lit and Roker Gepta shows up, he won't come back in the room. He's scared shitless of this thing. Oh, yeah. Like, at some point he relights Lando's cigar, but the dude has to, like... Creep around. <laughs> creep, like, go to the wall, <laughs> skirt the corners, like run over to the chair, light it, and then creep back around in the corner again. The other thing I love is that Ro- Gepta pops in all mad that, that Dutes is taking forever explaining the Toka and the Sharu and shit like that. And he pops in, he's like, you take too long! Now everyone sit, and I shall tell you a long, boring story about the Sharu. <laughs> Absolutely love it. <laughs> this is taking too long. Let me tell the story. Okay, so it was Thursday. Wait, or Wednesday, was it? Anyway... <laughs> Yeah, midweek, you get it. I'll cast a spell to remember one day. <laughs> and now for an augury of what happened to the Sheroo. <laughs> so he expands on the whole thing about the Sheroo. Where, where I mentioned earlier, but this happens in this chapter. He's like, so, yeah, technically the, 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 the Toka came here as humans millions of years ago. Before, before the Republic. A- endless ages ago. We don't know how long. And they met with the Sheroo, who were like these already billions of years advanced super species that were like beyond anything we can do anyway something scared them and they like just fucked off yeah it was like okay uh we built impossible structures and have entire fields full of life-sustaining crystals we have technology that's millions of years ahead of you and something scared us yes and notably both roker and dudes are like well Obviously, we just want to get the treasure that's in their big houses. And Lando's first thought is, what the hell scared them? That sounds really scary. Yeah. Whatever. And I mean, he's like, you know, we don't know if it was an actual, like, alien race or if it was just a plague or something was happening. They don't know shit. The only connection that they have to these Sheru guys is, like, Toka legends. And the Toka are ver- barely verbal. Oh, yeah. They're like, you know, as far as the Toka are concerned... There's, like, they worship them as super gods. They used um, the mind harp mm-hmm. in order to communicate across, like, planets. Yeah, there's this whole thing. Of, we, I mean, we, every one of these uh, Lando books has a funny name. You know, you got Flame Wind of Ozeon, and, and this one's the mind harp of Sheru. But they're always a thing. Like, there actually is a thing in here called the uh, the mind harp of Sheru. And it's, according to Roker Gepta, when he's trying to, like, sell Lando on why he should help with this, he's like... You will help us discover the most powerful musical instrument in history. Yeah, and he's which is like, a great thing to say. Oh, wonderful! I I was hoping you were going to ask me to find like treasure, and you want me to go find a fucking zither. Great. <laughs> What's a zither? Say something Star Warsy like bandfill or clue horn. It's a fizzle bump. <laughs> All right. Ah, now that's shit I know. <laughs> Left or right-handed zither bump. <laughs> I played that shit in band. <laughs> Electric or unplugged? <laughs> Ooh, acoustic. <laughs> Finger-style ziffle bump. <laughs> Put that on my FetLife profile. <laughs> I'm into finger-style ziffle bombs. Yeah, obviously. Who isn't? I mean, am I right? Come on. <laughs> Normally, you got to pay extra for that. You know what I mean? That and hyper pre-cum. <laughs> but just regular amounts of actual cum. Uh, uh, so anyway, uh, so yeah, he's like, yeah, you're going to help us find this musical instrument. Lando thinks this is very dumb. But yeah, they're both 100% convinced that the Sheru just got scared. They got like spooked out of town. I'm personally not sure I buy that. I feel like they might have just done that whole, like, we are a level five civilization, we shall advance to pure energy. Yeah, I mean, they're mo- again, they're mostly going off the Toka legends, where they're like, yeah, a- according to the weird chanting things that they do, mm-hmm. which are barely intelligible to us, Yeah, they're like, yeah, they played some music and it was great. They played a chord and it pleased the Lord, and yeah. then they fucked off for some reason. There, and, and as John mentioned, that the uh, mind harp is uh, reputed to be a kind of control device that can be heard across vast interstellar gulfs, which he thinks in his head. He's like, well, you know, the the Rafa is a multi planet system, and there are Sharu and Toka ruins 
on every planet in the system. I mean, the weird thing for me is, as soon as they're like, oh, there's legends of a device that could make noise across systems, and you're like, oh, you mean just a fucking communicator? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, you're going out of your way to find what a tribal civilization would call a cell phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great. Well, these guys thought it was really neat. Yeah, those guys keep building statues of airplanes out of old suitcases. I don't know that they're necessarily... <laughs> nice. Hey, nice. I get it, and you get nice. It? Yeah. <laughs> this cult, very cargo. I, cargo cults are one of my favorite things that exists. Uh, especially because nowadays, of course, all the cargo cults are like you know, modernized and aware of it, but they're, do they're still doing that stuff because it's their culture now. They just have an annual celebration where they build a fake airplane and see if it detracts any prosperity. You know, it's rad. Why not? Yeah. So anyway, um, <clears throat> so he, they're trying to convince him to uh, get into one of these buildings and find this goddamn mind harp. That's what they want. They want the ultimate power of the mind harp. And this is where Lando finally has them over the barrel. He's like, well, okay, what's in it for me if I find your stupid harp? Uh, and of course they're like, well, you'll get to live. And he's like, my dude, <laughs> come on. It's, it's called sweetening the pot. Let's, let's not make it so that your hostage is doing the absolute bare minimum to keep himself alive. Let's maybe give some incentive. Yes. And so they're like, well, uh, notably, and dudes is pissed. He's like, yeah. fuck you, buddy. What? How dare you? I'll have you tuned up by my professional beat bands again. But, uh, <laughs> Roker, who... Obviously does not give a shit. It's just like, well, sh shut up, dudes. Let's just give him what he wants. It doesn't, obviously, he just needs a little extra incentive. How about we fill your Millennium Falcon top to bottom with life crystals? <laughs> I shall summon them from the very air. I love how fantasy this gets. Where, where they switch from, you know, instead of being like, we'll just, you know, give you a million billion credits. And you just have that and be rich and whatever, fuck along. Uh, they're like, we'll... Fill your hold with life crystals, the most magical of substances. You'll be able to lay pixies by the score. <laughs> and it's like, it's like, uh, could you just give me the money equivalent? Can I, can I, I, I just I, get credits? I want the gift card version of that. Thanks. <laughs> doesn't doesn't every prize come with a cash value version? Come on. <laughs> but he's like, all, all right, right you that... lay pixies by the score. <laughs> Put that on my fet life profile. <laughs> I lay the pixies by the score. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, he, Lando's like, oh, well, I guess that's a, that's a sweetened deal. And I noticed that Dutes was like, we'll let you keep your fucking ship in great. And Lando's like, I don't want my ship. And he's like, I was about to sell that. And he's like, don't you dare sell your ship. <laughs> you, shall you, shall, you shall need it upon your quest, your <laughs> voyage across the very stars. I place a Gaius upon you. <laughs> or however you pronounce that. I think it's Gish? Celtic. Gish? Geese? <laughs> whatever you have to do what i say <laughs> that's the rules man. Uh, and of course you might be thinking well how the fuck we've already established that you can't get into these super towers mm -hmm. what the fuck is he supposed to do and that's when they drop a <laughs> optical illusion onto a table yeah they drop literally the most basic optical illusion you know that one where you can't tell if this table has three legs or four oh is this three prongs or is it two prongs well they have one of those but in but in real times like in, in for for actuals yeah it's it's basically the is this three or two prong tuning fork mm -hmm. that he drops on the table and just being in contact with the life crystals makes it kind of go all vibrating and weird yes so they're and, like uh, we we believe this to be a key now dudes doesn't like it at all he, he immediately is like i hate that thing and like like tries to get it scooch back away from it roker doesn't give a shit He's no. just like, it's a source of power, and I it's am a mighty sorcerer. Tis an artifact I found on my many journeys. <laughs> I liberated it from a Draco lich. And there's even a part in here where he's like, we had to obtain it from its original owners. And Lando's like, yeah, I bet that was an entire fucking adventure. And you know what? I'm not going to ask, because nope. I don't give a fuck. Pass. I mean, they say it's like it was owned by a rusty museum nearby here it's like oh someone that had a museum and it was in their possession but originally for the rafa system and you're like all right you did a fucking heist and lando 
to his credit, is like, I don't need to hear you recount how you fucking Ocean's Eleven this key. It's yeah. okay, let's go. Plus, you've got like a regional governor and a wizard. I'm pretty sure whatever the story is, it involves burning a lot of people alive. Or just, like, legally burning a lot of people alive. It's well, I mean, it's someone else's museum. It's not, like, his local museum. Yeah, that's true. But still, they have a wizard. They have a wizard. Um, so, at this point, Lando's like, well, okay, but here, let me ask you an important question. Once you load my ship up with life crystals, or you're saying you'll give me them when I'm done... Uh, I, what, what stops me from just getting in my ship and fucking along now? Well, I mean, there's, like, a back and forth where they're like... All right, well, if I'm going to go find this and you say you're only going to pay me when we're done, how do I know you don't just renege on that as soon as I find this key and then you kill me? And their solution is, oh, well, we'll make it so that you can't leave and we'll put the goods on your ship right now. He's like, like that's the same problem. That It means I still have to come back to you yeah. and you can still just murder me. Except now you also break my ship. I feel like this is a worse deal. <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, ultimately, to get back to the key real quick, like we mentioned, it's it doesn't make any uh, uh, sense on a visual perspective. Even when it sets down, it looks like it's moving around the table, but it's not. It just looks like it is. It's an instant headache to look at it for even a second. Everyone hates this fucking thing. But uh, Gepter assures Calrissian that this is some sort of key. A key that can open one of these mighty Sharu buildings. Yeah. We and don't know which one. Or what planet it's on. So we're going to take your hyperdrive out of your ship mm -hmm. so that you can still go within system but can't leave the system really and you have to just sort of i guess go planet to planet giant fuck off polyhedron to giant polyhedron going and a one and a two and nope not this one not okay this one. Uh, no sir <laughs> also you're gonna have to fly around and try and find a place to put this mm-hmm you get to check all these these things, which are the largest buildings in, in the history of the entirety of the galaxy. Yeah, just miles high and long buildings mm -hmm. for a keyhole the size of a regular goddamned key. Yeah, you'll know it because it'll probably also give you a headache to look at. Yeah, you'll look at it and be like, oh, this keyhole Ugh. looks like a young lady and an old lady. If you look at Is this keyhole. keyhole a rabbit or a duck? <laughs> I think there's a sailboat in this keyhole. <laughs> this keyhole looks like it's spinning, but it's not. <laughs> the lines adjacent to it couldn't possibly be straight. <laughs> Wait, they are? Wait a minute. It looks like this keyhole's got a lot of little dots in between it, but when I look at the dots, they're gone. <laughs> and other things. Yeah, and every other one of those uh, optical illusion things. You can't tell how many legs this elephant has, <laughs> etc. and so on. <laughs> and onward mm -hmm. uh but yeah i still think it's funny that the deal that he offers is like well okay we'll load your we'll uh give you a whole cargo bay full of life crystals if you do this for us and he's like what stops me for just leaving we'll break your hyperdrive. great and then uh we'll give you the crystals now and he's like but that doesn't matter either one of those is the same thing when i come back for my reward you just arrest me again yes it's Either I come back and you try and get, and I wait for the crystals and you murder me, or I come back and I wait for you to fix my hyperdrive and you murder me. Like, come on, man. Neither of these is a good option. But, but Lando he's, he's like, whatever, you've got me over a barrel. It's technically even asking to get the pot sweetened was a risk to begin with, because yes. you really could have just said, well, no, fuck you. There is a point where Gepta goes, like, ballistically nuts and obviously scares the shit out of everybody in the room, but Lando manages to interrupt him. Where he's like, listen well, you peasant, I shall. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I know. Just tell me what Now, foolish mortal, the mind hop. You will need a vessel. And he's like, yeah, 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 I get it. I get, I get yeah, it. Yeah, I need to keep my and, ship. Okay, sure. He's all proud of himself because he's like, man, that was really hard to interrupt this guy. This guy's fucking nuts. <laughs> the other thing he mentions about uh, Gepta that is probably worth noting is that he can't tell if his voice is real. <laughs> There's a part where he's like, I can't tell if this guy's like just sounds a little robot-y or if he's talking through some kind of speaker. I just don't know. This guy, weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I can't stress this enough. If you're following along with us in this book and you want us to keep going through these, do not look up Rokur Gepta. Don't look up the wizard. Yeah. Do not. I, I am telling you now. This guy is all twist. And this you don't, is a serious message. You don't want it spoiled. He is 100% twist and it's great. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, eventually he's like, all right, fine, sure. And 
Dutes is pissed because he's like, do you know how much a fucking cargo hold full of crystals is going to cost me? Dutes, why do you possibly for even a second think that this is a legitimate business transaction? You're the one who abducted the fucking guy in the first place. Well, I mean, because he's like, clearly fucking uh, the wizard is his boss. So he's like, oh, if the boss says this guy's going to get a shitload of crystals, I don't have a say in whether he does or not. And he's even like wincing. When Gepta's like, yeah, we'll just fill your cargo hold full of crystals. And when he winces, Gepta just looks over and he's like, silence, governor. (laughs) (laughs) You shall not stop me for the life crystals are mine to give. Lest you fear my mighty polymorph. (laughs) Now my prestidigitation (laughs) shall amaze thee. (laughs) I shall use it to shit your pants. (laughs) That is the dumb. Have Somebody you seen put that? shit in my pants. That's a fucking standard 5e argument that says that you can use prestidigitation to soil or clean clothes, which means people are constantly asking DMs if they can use it to shit their enemies' pants. And I guess DMs are saying yes, because, you and know. DMs are out here going, sure. Sure. Yeah, that's what that meant. That's what soil meant. Yeah, you got it. You got it. You, got you it figured it out. You can make it so that they embarrassingly duty themselves. They've got a dookie in their poops. No, you sure showed that guy yeah. got on a cantrip, no less, which means you're never going to fucking stop doing it now. This was a good decision. Oh, yeah. But of course, I would be like, it, it does nothing mechanically. Yes, he has a, a poop in his pants. Then that does not matter. All it does is introduce a fact to this neighborhood that everyone's got a poop in their pants already. <laughs> they just keep one there. It's for good luck. No one cares here. Mm-hmm. You go up to, you know, the Dreadlord while he's monologuing, and you're like, you have a poop in your pants. And he's like, yeah. Yeah. Why don't you? Loser? Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Some of us have remembered to gird our loins appropriately. Some of us do not care if a poop happens. (laughs) We have real things going on. But I guess you are just too shallow for that. Mm. Mm. Sad. Mm. (laughs) I'm the bigger man. (laughs) I'm not even going to fight you now. (laughs) Uh, Sad, Mm. really. Mm. Mm. Why don't you do some soul searching and get back to me? I'm going to need a few minutes on Facebook. (laughs) Will I post about this? I don't know yet. That's really more up to you. (laughs) Uh, I'm going on next door. The neighbors will love this. (laughs) Uh, So uh, good things happen. Yeah. Uh, So anyway, Lando kind of just sort of agrees to this stupid scheme to go check every planet in the solar system for a, a weird keyhole. Yeah. On one of these giant buildings. That's the end of the chapter is Lando just being like, Yeah, I guess. I guess I can take this fucking key with a cargo hold full of crystals and fart my way around the solar system. Hey, at least he won't get any older while he's doing it if he's got nothing but crystals on that ship. Got nothing but crystals in time, my Mm -hmm. friend. Nothing but crystals in time. And a Vuffy. And one big Vuffy. I'm really. This is my least favorite part of this set of chapters is that we just met Vuffy and then he just gets left in the hotel. I want more Vuffy. Everybody wants a little Vuffy. Mm Mm-hmm. Everyone's free to feel good about about wanting more Vuffy. Indeed. Yeah, so there you go. Uh, that's pretty much it. I mean, that's a short episode, but we never leave the office building that we're in, so. Yeah, I mean, it's a, a very, bottle episode. very one-room <laughs> play. Yeah, I'm assuming it'll get way more exciting when he gets back to the Falcon and starts looking around for stuff to do with this nasty key thing. Yeah, once he gets his weird headache key and he goes around to the big polyhedrons, he can be like, all right, does the D10 have a keyhole? No. <laughs> Farts. Then it's a bad key, and this is a good lock. On that terrible internet metaphor. Mm. 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 Sexist. All right, so that's uh, that's it. That's all the Star Wars. That's, that's ev- all of our Star that's Wars. every Star Wars story. We, we just wrapped it up. We told you all of them. Now, for the one Jersey Ewok, Mike's, though. Yeah. <laughs> for Jersey Mike's, here's whatever celebrity that was. I forget where we were. It was Godier? Yeah, Godier. Okay, so here's Godier. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Godier. But I- you didn't have to cut my sauce. <laughs> Asked me if I wanted it Mike's way, and I said that I did. <laughs> uh, yeah, they used to have a uh, horrible CGI Frank Sinatra singing Mike's way. <laughs> I, I want got it, it Mike's way. way. Look, Jersey Mike's, you aren't sponsoring us, but why not call us? You're allowed have to. Us, have us sell your butt plug sandwiches. <laughs> I mean, obviously, we're the one. Uh, we already did also say that, so we're going to have to get over that hill together. 
Look, but, you know, they're not for butts. They're for mouths. Everyone yeah. knows this. Everyone it's for knows mouth play. They're for sandwich to mouth play. <laughs> Still important to flare your base. Still. Yeah, because you want, you might want to pull that sandwich back out. <laughs> yeah. You know, sometimes you just want to deep throat a sandwich. <laughs> you want to do a stunt sandwich. <laughs> sometimes you want to get a sandwich, get it down nice and good, pull it out and be like, hey, that's what I can do. <laughs> Bet you thought I was going to eat that sandwich. I'm not. <laughs> it's flared. <laughs> it's Rick flared I'm for sandwiches it. at Jersey Mike's. Woo! <laughs> Oh, you finally found a way to clip the new Zoom. <laughs> if there's anything's going to clip the Zoom, it's going to be Ric Flair. <laughs> all right. Look, this is all very fun, but it's very stream of consciousness and has nothing to do with Star Wars. Hey, folks, if you would like to uh, hear more stuff that does have to do with Star Wars, plus probably a bunch of stuff that doesn't, just head on down to patreon.com slash systemmastery and support us at at least the $2 level. That's right. You'll unlock our bonus content, Expanded Expounded Universe, where we go to Wikipedia. We find some weird shit from the Star Wars universe, and we let you and each other know all about what's going on in the weird nooks and crannies of the English muffin mm -hmm. that is Star Wars. Mm -hmm. It's the muffin you cook on a stovetop. Yes. Of of uh, Star Wars trivia. Yeah, that's it. That's the one. That's it. That's the take. Sure, that's the, Cut. the best one we got. Print. <laughs> we, Let's send we all... that one to the boys at the lab. <laughs> they all. We all want to go home already. Huh? Uh, so yeah, we go, just like John said, we go on Wikipedia, we find cool shit and we talk about it. It's a lot of people's favorite thing that we do. It's pretty, pretty fun. Uh, so if you would like to hear that and learn some crazy Star Wars stuff, plus get a huge backlog of, uh, not only that, but also the, uh, system mastery bonus content, then at the $2 level, you get all that stuff. Hell yeah, you, you do. so much. And, uh, you can you know. go back, listen to our episode about top secret where there's a wizard in a basement and he knows why you're there <laughs> and what you did. Uh, yeah, so, uh, so please, please do, c uh, consider supporting us. It helps us out. It lets us keep making the show. It lets us do all the cool shit we do, like write cookbooks and other books and, uh, you know, support a small child, support a small child and, and a John's car. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> allow my car to not have <laughs> half of its backside missing. <laughs> so, uh, you know, thank you very much for your support. Also, I guess leave us nice reviews places. Yeah. I, I'm. Less into that one than most, but please do. Let's leave us nice reviews on I iTunes. I love reading and nice reviews. If do, nice I, reviews come in, I'm always like, "Aw, someone gave a shit enough to write something down." I know. I'm always happy to see them, but then I see like a slightly bad, like even a very slightly bad review, and I'm like, "Everyone hates us." Like, like I have the worst personality type to read my own reviews. Yeah, you shouldn't read reviews. Yeah. I should read reviews where if it's slightly bad, I'm like, <laughs> "Obviously, this person's just a moron." <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, until next time, I've been Elan Sleesbagano. And I love wet sandwiches.